This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to the Morning Beat on this Monday, December 5th. Do you know what I've been doing all weekend until right now? Listening to Wrapped and Read by Kelly Clarkson. Yes, you know amen. I, you know how I know? Because you text me this constantly and tell me and you post about Ugh. it all of your social media. Kelly, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly. My dream. You're, no. She's I've your been, new favorite American Idol. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> I've been unsubscribing to thousands of emails. I don't know when my regular email became my spam email. Wait, you learned because we taught you the other day to unsubscribe yeah, to things. But this is a problem. <laughs> it totally is. Why is this happening to me? I do it all the time, and here's what you'll realize. Um, <laughs> that they don't actually listen to you or respect your boundaries. Oh, good. So they keep doing I'll it after you unsubscribe? unsubscribe a hundred times before they stop. Like, yeah, we're going to stop right now. And then the next morning, they'll get like three three emails from Dick's Sporting Goods because I bought like a pair of socks there one time. Okay, I looked at one website that forced me to give my email. I didn't even make a purchase. And now they send me thousands of emails. Well, because they're always like, oh, we'll give you 15% off if you sign up for our email list. So I sign up because I'm like, yes, well, right. yes, in case right. I do buy something, I don't want to like waste my money. And then half the time I don't buy anything, but now I'm subscribed and I get the emails. Yes, exactly. Congrats to you. I would like to let you know that Wrapped in Red, Kelly uh, Clarkson's Christmas album came out in 2013. So way to get on the trend when it's hot. I love it. Yeah, I'm a few years back. <laughs> it's so good though. The entire album, I listened to the whole album yesterday for the first time this holiday season. Oh, God, it's so good. So I knew I told you about it the other day, and I was like, well, if she's going to listen to it, I better know what's on it. I forgot. There's a lot of good covers on it as There's well. Some, but also her originals are like the Christmas originals. Christmas so is canceled. Okay, Queen. Good. Say it again. Wrapped in Red just gets... I know. Underneath the Tree, obviously, is the best Christmas song of all time. It is. <sighs> but that's neither here nor there. Okay. How else was your weekend? What else did you do? Did you clean on Instagram? Uh, listen to me. I started a couple weekends ago. I was super inspired by this girl who does like these uh, videos where she like cleans and the end result is like, oh my God, it gets me weak in the knees. I love it. So I was like, I clean really well. I'm going to start posting about it. Maybe it'll motivate other people the way this girl has motivated me. Am I a singer? No. Am I a comedian? No. Am I a cleaner? Yes, that's the most love I've ever gotten on content. People literally wait on Saturdays or Sundays, depending on the weekend I can do it, to watch. Now they want to know about my couch. They want to see the inside of my club. They love it. They're like, these videos are so satisfying. So it's a win-win. It motivates me to clean. People like it. <laughs> and I love it. The house is spotless. If there's one thing that will get Michaela to do, like adult things, like, I don't know, put gas in her car or clean her home, 
It's social media. So, well, I've really always been a good cleaner, but the place that we live in now, it's really big. I hate that you keep nice. calling it a cleaner. I hate that. I don't know why. There's got to be a better word. Why? You're not really a housekeeper. Well, I'm not a maid. Own. Yeah. A merry maid? A milkmaid? Well, I thought maid was problematic. I think, is maid canceled? I don't know. Yeah. Why do we both look at our Latina like producer right now and said is made canceled? Is we are, it? We're canceled. I don't know. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Just because <laughs> she's Latina does not mean that she knows anything about don't this. Don't look at her. Devious Maids, though, was really good. Remember that show? No. That was good. Oh, that was good. It was good, right? Yeah. Problematic probably what was it today. About? A bunch of like, like Latina maids. That were really cute. That were really cute. <laughs> okay. I think Eva Longoria produced it, so I think. Th- oh, yeah, it was probably then, good. Then it's less problematic, yeah. Anyways, we're going to get canceled by 6.10 a.m. on a Monday morning. So let's do some news on the beat. Okay, you Fine. got it. Go for it. Let's get get to work. Um, uh, okay, it's pulling up. Hold on. She's. Oh, you're still looking for it? Here I am. Didn't know this the was Supreme coming? The Supreme Court is being warned about the potentially dire consequences of a case next week involving a Christian graphic artist who objects to designing wedding websites for same-sex couples. Rule for the designer and the justices will expose not only same-sex couples, but also black people, immigrants, Jews, Muslims, and others to discrimination. Liberal groups say both sides have described for the court what lawyers sometimes call a parade of horribles that could result if the ruling doesn't go their way. The case marks the second time in five years that the Supreme Court has confronted the issue of a business owner who says their religion prevents them from creating works for a gay wedding. This time, most experts expect that the court now dominated 6-3 to three by conservatives and particularly sympathetic to religious plaintiffs will side with Lori Smith, the Denver area designer in the case. All right. In other news, Iran has scrapped its morality police after more than two months of protests triggered by the death of Masa Amini following her arrest for allegedly violating the country's strict female dress code. Demonstrators have burned their mandatory hijab, head coverings, and shouted anti-government slogans, and a growing number of women have refused to wear the hijab. Morality police have nothing to do with the judiciary and have been abolished. Uh, Attorney General Mohammed Manazeri was quoted as saying by the ISNA news agency. His comment made uh, at a religious conference where he responded to a question on why the morality police were being shut down. The move, if confirmed, would represent a rare concession to the protest movement, and authorities have also acknowledged the demoralizing effect of an economic crisis spurred by U.S. sanctions. This is huge. This is a really big deal. I mean, they've been fighting for so long, but to end the morality police is such a huge step in the direction. If they, for those women. If they stick to it, I hope they do. I hope they do, too. A lot of times, these types of countries, the backlash is, is, is so fierce and so swift. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Mm. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 46 in Philadelphia, 52 in Atlanta, 55 in Denver, 63 in Vegas, 56 in San Francisco, 68 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. Here's a vibe of the day. Don't be afraid to make yourself a priority. Prioritize yourself this week. This should be a priority, though, because this is hot. I'm very excited about this. I watched on HBO Max last year Finding Magic Mike. The search oh. for like the new Magic Mike for the live show in Las Vegas. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, we've got a giveaway. We want to send you to Vegas, baby. Experience an unforgettably fun night of thrilling 360-degree entertainment featuring some of the world's sexiest, most talented temperature-raising acts from a thrilling stage, a range of acrobatic and musical talent at Magic Mike Live at the Sahara Las Vegas. Tickets are on sale now at MagicMikeLiveLasVegas.com or this is even easier. 
head over to wearechannelq.com and if you're a chance to win a wild weekend getaway to Vegas, we're going to cover round trip airfare for two, a two-night stay at the Sahara, Las Vegas, two premium tickets to Magic Mike Live, and a Magic Pass package that includes a meet and greet with the cast and dinner at Bazaar Meet. They have a special menu for you, all sorts of fun stuff. This is a big deal. So we are channelq.com. Such a big deal. Go win. I want to go. I've been trying to get you to take me to the show for months. I know. I'm going to take you. And you know, one of the guys that I like so much that was on the reality show, he just left the cast. Oh. Just left last week. Bummer. He has a boyfriend now, though. He's bisexual and dating the man. Okay. There are actually, I think, two other queer performers in the show. So it's very queer friendly. Everyone's gay. Here's a conversation popping off on Reddit right now. Why are dudes so obsessed with nudes? Maybe because it rhymes with dudes. <laughs> no? Uh, wh- why? What is this? Not. Just, I don't think it's just gay guys either. Straight guys as no, well. No, lesbians are too. I used are, to send really? Lisa nudes when she was DJing and she'd like bug out. So she's into it? So into it. You're into it? No. Yeah. I. For me, it's not like, oh my God. But... Well, one person no. wrote, and this is the most clear reason possible. They wrote, because masturbation. Oh, <laughs> that's all okay. they wrote. I was like, okay, that's a bit graphic. That's a bit much. But also makes sense. But also, the, the, here's the thing. Um, I, I don't like if somebody sends me them necessarily because, and I guess that's what a nude is, kind of. But when I get them through social media, because I get them a lot. I'll get like in my DMs, I'll just get like, nude pics. One time I was walking with my cousin uh, after dinner, having a nice evening together, and I opened up my my Snapchat, and there was like video of of someone like pleasuring himself. And she goes, oh my God, who is is that? That's not a meal. It was like a white guy, so she knew it wasn't a meal. I was like, no, I have no idea who that is. And so I felt like, does she really believe me? Does she? But I don't. I had no idea who it was. It's just a yeah. random person sent me a video, and I well, opened it. I used to get, and I don't know if you guys get this. I every once in a while will get a text of a naked girl, and she's like, "Hey, babe, I hate to bother you, um, but I just really miss you right now." That generic one. They try to get you to respond because they want to. Don't ever respond. Yes, I do. Well, at first I was like, "Babe, it's the wrong number." And then she was like, oh, well, do you at least want to talk? And I was like, no, bitch, I don't want to talk. Well, no, I'll, I don't want to talk to my own friends, let alone you. I'll get a random text like that or I'll get uh, a WhatsApp sometime. Mm. I'm like, hey, babe. And I'm like, I don't know you. Delete. Because here's the thing. if Sometimes some of those, are they're phishing you. And if you if you respond, then they can get into your information. So I just delete. Delete and block every single time. Um, but nudes, though, are fascinating to me because I feel like you can't get on – I might be married, but I'm not. I'm not dumb, right? And I know what what dating apps are for, what hookup apps are for, and I understand that if you're going to be getting it on with somebody, you want to know what they're working with, like yeah. across the board. I get that. I understand it. I'm not really into that. I don't like when dudes send me pics like that. Now, when my husband does from time to time, that's different. That's hot because, like, I know he's only sending them to me. Yeah. I think the big turnoff for me is, oh, because because here's the thing: it's not easy to get a great nude. We saw it in uh, what was it? Uncoupled, with or uh, the uh, Neil Patrick Harris was it not Uncoupled? What was that show called? L- L- 
life. It's just called life. Yeah, Anybody well, who's ever tried to take one, it sucks and it's so hard. They're not good. So that, what that tells me is if somebody sends me a really hot one, they probably send it to a hundred other guys. Yeah, because they're like, I got it. And that Look, doesn't I turn me on. I took one fo- good photo of Rocco. I sent it to anybody that would listen. I posted her it on my dog, Instagram. by the way. Her dog. Because <laughs> um, I've tried to take photos too. I'm like, I'm way better looking than this. I, so I always convince myself, I'm like, listen, I'm more of a personality guy. You got to know, <laughs> know me. I Once know. you know me, then you're going to want to. You're going to want to love me. You're going to want to roll in Wait, the sack. No, but- it was on bros. On bros, it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Billy Eichner. Trying to do a booty That's right, it was. Pick. Trying to do a booty pick. So I'm like, listen, it's, my personality sells it all day long. Right. I, I, I'll show up and I'll perform, but you're not going to get a good picture out of me because it's not it's not that appealing. Right. Like, I might have a little bit of hair in my lower back. I might be a little, the angle might not be right. The lighting might be off. I'm not, I'm not ripped. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's okay. Like, I look good naked, but I don't look like that good naked. Yeah. I'm that guy. That's okay. Yeah. Do you think that... Not you trying to console me for not having an A-plus body. <laughs> You're like, that's okay. I'm like, consoling disgusted. myself. I'm consoling myself. <laughs> I'm consoling myself. Okay, I hear it. For those reasons that were said, that would make sense. If Lisa sent me one, I would love it. If, I'd be totally Lisa into it. If Lisa sent me a, a nude pic, I'd be into it. So, there's that. <laughs> All right, so last week on Friday, we talked about this uh, new advertisement yes. from Pepsi. Mm. Lindsay Lohan, she's having a moment. She's got a Christmas movie out. She's sort of everywhere right now. And I live for her. She looks great, by the way. Yeah. Like, she looked a little bit strange for a no, while. No, she looks really good. I'm so she happy because- like Lindsay. Yeah. I feel like our girls have made a comeback. Yes. Paris is back. Lindsay's back. Brit- somebody, uh, Brittany, okay. somebody check on Amanda you know Bynes, too. Oh, uh, no. A couple, yeah. Okay, we've gotten a couple okay, of them back. Okay, fine, forget it. There's that. Uh, but she did this ad for Pepsi uh, where she mixed it with something a little bit unconventional. Just as a reminder, take a listen. Nice. Ooh, naughty. Pepsi and milk. Pilk. Pilk. Mmm, that is one dirty soda. Okay, so yeah, dirty's right. Right, we talked about this, and then at first we were both disgusted. Well, it is disgusting. First of all, I've never been a milk drinker because I'm lactose intolerant and Italian. And I don't really like Pepsi that much. No, we're Coke but people we're, over we're, here. <laughs> Coca-Cola kilk, people. Kilk. We're Kilk people. It doesn't really go roll off the tongue the same way. So, our producer Vanessa did get a Pepsi and some 2% milk because off, we're Daddy. not animals. No. We're not drinking skim. That's ridiculous. Then we would never I, do that. Just so we're clear, I grew up chugging 2% milk. I would. My family in Ohio would have a glass of two percent milk with every single meal. I feel like a lot of people's families did that. Like mine didn't. I haven't touched it in years, though. (laughs) Like it's weird. It's weird now to think about drinking another animal's milk, but it was very common back then. Do you want my milk? No. How you don't have milk? You've never had a kid. (laughs) So here's the thing. I'm going to do it. Okay. Only because. Only because I've had like. Coke floats and root beer floats and Pepsi floats. Okay, so that's so how we made it make m- sense. Maybe that way it make. Okay, so here. And it's not over ice. Wait. Ooh, Let the hear, people hear, hear Pepsi. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, pe- open, the, carb- open it up. It's carbonation. That's not. It's not a can. It's a bottle. Okay. This is the classy stuff. So we're gonna start with the Pepsi. Okay. Ooh, that's what we're doing. ASMR, baby. I watched some ASMR on TikTok yesterday, and I was like, this girl did a whole advertisement for something, and she whispered the entire time, Ugh. and I've never been more turned on in my life. Are you kidding me? I hate ASMR. I love it. Okay. The so sound here, of people. So there's the Pepsi. Hate here it. goes the milk. Okay? I don't know how much to add. All right. Just I'm do gonna, it. Okay, I'm just going to... Do you have a stirrer? You're just going to go for it. No, I'm just going to go for just it. Just put your finger. Stir okay, it with your so finger. Okay, so now it kind of looks like... 
like an iced coffee almost. It, it's no, it's don't you dare put your finger in here. Oh my god, Michaela, get your <laughs> finger out of my pilk. Ready? You want me to do it? Yeah. Here, let's here, let's go. Okay, I'm not nervous. I'm yeah. not nervous. It's gonna be good. Ready? Okay, here we go. Okay, you guys, that's kind of good. No! It's kind of good, actually. No, what's good about it? What did it taste no, like? No, it sort of, it tastes like a float. Does it? It tastes like it's ice cream and soda. It's not, it's, okay, it's, oh. Okay, oh, he's going for a second, going for a second. No, it's oh, not bad. Oh, now he's bad. decided he likes it. It's kind of a festive. And now he's into it. I, okay, it's kind of a festive little thing. Even the Pepsi? Or would you still exchange it for Coke? No, I, of course I'd exchange it for Coke. That's Okay. It's disgusting. So no. you put what? Just the same amount of Pepsi and the yeah, same I amount put a of little, milk? I put a little bit more Pepsi, I think. Now, I know our sister station did this as well. Do we know how they decided? I don't they know. Felt? What did, they, did they like it over there? Did they, do we know if they liked it, Do we it, know Vanessa? if they liked it? I, I didn't see the results. Oh, my god! But gosh. you know what? I will say, if you do like root beer Coke floats, yeah. it's not the most ridiculous thing. Because the ice cream, the vanilla ice cream ends up melting. Listen, and milk, traditional milk needs all the help they can get. Yes, Everybody on earth is drinking almond yes, milk and oat milk. Every, you know what I mean? <laughs> When's the last time you had, like, real milk? Oh, milk, my God. We grew up seeing those ads, got milk, right? And Do you think in the Midwest though they're definitely they're still drinking regular milk? They're yes. not, they haven't moved to almond milk. Uh, very few people. Very few. I used to when I was a kid. Actually, I had friends who lived on Ugh. dairy farms, and we would drink milk out of Kool Aid pitchers that would come directly from the cow out in the barn. And it, you'd have to separate. The cream would rise to the top, oh, and you'd either have to stir it back in or, or, or skim the cream I off the top. I can't have this conversation. I'm and so this sorry, is how this is how we'd enjoy I'm our sick. cereal in the morning. Okay, I'm gonna have one more. All sip. right, have one, more, have one sip. more sip. He pill. likes gonna, the pill. Wait, 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 wait. Here's some ASMR for you. Ready? Mmm. <laughs> I hated that. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. You know, that's a great lyric. 
I got a bed, but I'd rather be in yours tonight. Yeah. That's so catchy. It is catchy. I would rather be in nobody's bed because mine is very comfortable. Yes. California King. We got it a couple of years ago cozy, during the pandemic. Cozy. And we're like, listen, there's a pandemic going on. We want we want to like live our best lives. Yeah. And, and we go anywhere. Go stay in a nice hotel. Visited uh, Emil's family recently down in Baton, Baton Rouge. And, and the bed was lovely. But the second we got back to our bed, it's like, ooh. You love it. That's right. And I'm a 6'5". I'm home, honey. I need a lot of space. Yeah. Do you know? Um, do you know Rob Anderson? You know, I think we've had him on the show. Heartthrob Anderson. He's the guy who does gay science, and he's doing the national tour. I always tell you, you should do something similar. He does like comedy plus a little bit of music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like sort of like a little gay icon in the making right now, and he's very, very talented. He has an Alaskan king, which comfortably sleeps seven. Seven. How does it sleep seven? It's humongous. It's the size of this room. It's huge. And then he has like a screen that he watches like stuff on uh, like a movie theater screen in his bedroom. I don't know that they watch movies though. I'm not really sure. Okay. I don't why and how does he know that seven men can fit in that bed? Also, I haven't asked, but I can only imagine. Yeah. Okay. Seven. That's a whole. That's a whole. Like we could all. That's so many people. So many people. Like I'm just quiet because I'm trying to imagine. That's like twelve U's. Literally. Or five me's. Literally. Seven average people. Yes. <laughs> to be clear. All right. Well, go off, Rob. Alaskan King. It's okay. the biggest. It's the biggest. Do you know how hard it is to get sheets for something like that, though? I can barely find sheets for a California King. I washed King. my bed the other day, and I was like, "This sucks." You washed your bed. I mean, I washed my sheets, and I was like, "This sucks." I always hate washing my bed. I hate but the. But isn't whole... it the best feeling? <gasps> so, you, go, you sleep like a baby. Here's the life hack, right? If you're like, I don't know, you need to get like back on track. Wash your bedding, like on a Sunday or whatever, to start your week off right. And then before you get in the bed that night, well, first of all, tuck the ends in so your your toes feel like cozy and comfy and they're like it's like secured, like you're like swaddled like a baby. But also take a shower right before bed. You have to go into those clean sheets with yeah, a clean yeah, body clean. that first mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And you're cozy. After yeah. that, all bets are off. But yeah, that first night is magical. Yes, it is. We have a great hour coming up here on The Morning Beat. It's Money Mondays here on the show. Money red flags to look out for in a potential partner. We've got an expert joining us, a licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist, um, talking to us about this because guess what? Sex and love and money, it all goes together. It really does. If you find that. I was nervous to marry my partner because I have college student loan debt and he does not. And so I knew the moment I married him, he was taking on my debt. He has no debt. So I'm good. I could divorce him now and be 50% richer. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it would be amazing. <laughs> also, um, I'm hot and I need money. Should I start an OnlyFans? More money advice. People people buy whole houses off of OnlyFans. Yeah, they do. Listen to me. The amount of money that people are making on OnlyFans, sayonara. And then uh, Dolly Parton. Something big coming up. And you've got that story for us. I and what's popping? Dolly. I Dolly's love Dolly. always got things coming up. Right? She's been old and young for like 30 years. Le- do you know what she I mean? just she's doesn't like, go anywhere. She's she doesn't both. age. Yeah. She's perfect. Love her. Yeah. Let's Love. do some news on the beat. All right. Uh, a lot is happening, especially in Florida, per usual, with Ron DeSantis. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis helped members of the anti-LGBTQ group Moms for Liberty get elected to local school boards in his state. Now the newly seated board members are repaying DeSantis by ousting school officials who dared defy his orders against school mask mandates during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. An educational anti-censorship expert says this development is part of DeSantis' plan to shift his state's schools 
toward a conservative ideology with Moms for Liberty and Control. Curricula will exclude LGBTQ inclusive and anti-racist education. Bridget Zeigler, a co-founder of Moms for Liberty, is now chair of the Sarasota County School Board. She's one of the two dozen school board candidates to whom DeSantis donated $1,000. Most won their elections. Common dreams reported. So scary. Like he's really trying to influence school boards. He's the governor of the state. When you're governor, you're the governor of every single citizen of that state, not just the liberal or not just the conservatives. And the way they're sort of just going after school boards. Yeah. That's just weird. And how are there that many hateful moms out there? Yeah. Like, what are you doing with your time? Yeah. You don't want to teach anti-racism anymore. So, you, so what that means is you want to allow racism and allow like homophobia, transphobia, all of it. It's just wild to Gross. me. People are insane. Gross. All right, another news. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, uh, that, it didn't, that it does not plan to renew the public health emergency declaration for monkeypox. Over the next 60 years, we will focus on supporting jurisdictions and the department to ensure the expiration of the PHA will not hinder response efforts, the agency said in a statement. The expiration of the PHA will signal we are leaving the emergency phase of the outbreak and are transitioning to the ongoing and urgent work of vaccinating those at risk and providing treatments and others to support to those affected so that we can continue the progress to a durable end of MPOX transmission. As of Thursday afternoon, 29,603 cases of monkeypox have been reported across the country with 17 deaths, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. However, an average of seven cases are now being reported each day down from a peak of over 600 a day in early August. I got my second shot on Friday. My husband and I both did. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Get back. Let's get into weather. 49 in D.C., 42 in Chicago, 79 in Orlando, 39 in Seattle, 62 in L.A., and 68 in Cathedral City. I got vaxxed so I could rub up on some men at Magic Mike Live in Las Vegas. Not that any of them have MPOX. I'm just saying. This is hot. Yeah, hot. Come on. So experience an unforgettably fun night of thrilling 360-degree entertainment featuring some of the world's sexiest, most talented, temperature-raising acts with a thrilling range of acrobatic and musical talent at Magic Mike Live at the Sahara Las Vegas. Tickets are on sale at MagicMikeLiveLasVegas.com or... We're going to give you some. Head over to okay. wearechannelq.com. Enter for your chance. You'll get round-trip airfare for two, a two-night hotel stay at the Sahara. Also, two premium tickets to see the show and a Magic Pass package. Meet and greet, dinner, bizarre meet. It's going to be a good, good weekend. Go enter for your chance to win. Wearechannelq.com. Go off, baby. All right, coming up this hour, uh, Money Mondays. Are there red flags to look out for in a potential partner? Not something I've ever really thought about, but something we probably should. And we've got a licensed psychologist joining us next. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another round of Money Mondays. And when we're looking for potential partners, uh, I think oftentimes we focus on character traits or flaws or what we might deem as a flaw, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy to look at those things and be like, ah, we just don't click. But the more difficult conversations to start having, if you do find somebody that you do click with, is finances. They can be so uncomfortable, but also there are some red flags to look out for here to help us navigate these murky waters is Dr. Rachel Needle, who is a licensed psycho uh, psychologist and certified sex therapist. Dr. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. So this is really fascinating stuff because I just got married in June. And I came into the relationship with some student loan debt. 
My husband did not. He had no debt. And for me, before I even talked to him about it for years, that weighed heavily on me. So I never brought it up until I finally did. Is that more common than people might realize? Yeah, I mean, people have money conversations that they have with themselves since they were young, probably starting, you know, coming from caregivers. So it can be really uncomfortable for a lot of people, and they might not know how to approach the topic. So it's not uncommon to to not talk about it, but sometimes you, you do notice things from the beginning, and I think that's important. The way that money makes people nervous, including myself, depending yeah. on where you <laughs> came from, I might, yeah. one of my best friends that I grew up with, she does well in her life now, but she did not grow up having any money. And for her to even ask, like, her best friends, hey, can you Venmo me for the Airbnb we're staying at? Like, she stresses about it. So I think it is really uncomfortable. How do you bring up something uh, like that with your partner without feeling weird yourself or making them feel weird? Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't control how somebody else feels. Um, so, you know, don't try to, but I'd say as with anything, it needs to be just open lines of communication where you have ongoing conversations. It doesn't have to be a one-time conversation. Um, and you want to also make sure that you are not just talking about it, but also looking for relate, I would call them relationship and financial red flags. Right. Um, and that doesn't mean that you don't move forward in the relationship or you have to end the relationship, but there are things to recognize and to make sure that you're communicating with a partner about so that you can use that in decision-making for both the relationship and for yourself. Um, so bring it up, you know, as you would anything else. You know, set a time to have a conversation. Don't just kind of blurt it out and do it when someone's, you know, preoccupied doing something else. Make sure there's a time and just start the conversation, like what's important to you financially um, and how you, you know, spend money and, you know, what are you on the same page? Um, you also want to look at, you know, do they borrow money a lot? Is there excessive spending, um, especially when they don't have the finances to back it up? Are they financially frugal? Are they in significant debt? Um, especially when someone is not honest and transparent about it. And what kind of money decisions they make and how does that fit with yours? You know, this is really interesting because my one of my last relationships before my husband, this was over 10 years ago, was with a guy that's a few years older than me. And I was at a place in my life where I was kind of just searching for what my next thing was, right? I was a bartender at the time and I was kind of struggling on my own. And I found that he did for sure use money to control me and the relationship. And he also was very, very flashy with it. Like he would be like buying like Burberry and like really nice brands. And we were only together for a few months. And I thought he was the one come to find out he was in an extreme debt and was about to oh, get God. evicted from his condo. Yeah. And, and and all along, I thought, like, he was better than me. So so what are some other red flags to look out for when you're, you know, with somebody, maybe you're a couple months in, a few months in, and you, you're potentially thinking long-term, what should you look yeah. out for? Well, you know, some of the things I mentioned and that you just mentioned, I mean, money secrets are not uncommon. People hide their spending habits for a number of different reasons, right? So they could be embarrassed about it. They don't want to be confronted by a partner, um, they don't want to upset their partner. They don't agree with their partner. Or like you said, they don't have the money to actually back up their spending. Mm. Um, so again, having these conversations and also talking about your ideas of how to spend money, whether you have it or not, right? This can be really challenging in a relationship. So we all have, many of us have different like financial priorities. So I may prioritize, you know, saving for trips or larger uh, items or events while 
you know, my partner and partners might prioritize spending money on friends or a lot of money on one night out, right? Buying mm-hmm. a bunch of bottles or, you know, going to a really extravagant dinner. Um, so it's important that you're on the same page and with your financial priorities and that you're communicating about it. And if you're not on the same page, that you're finding a middle ground that you can both be comfortable with because otherwise it leads to a lot of anxiety and distress in a relationship. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, for couples that are about to maybe take the biggest step, which is to get married, what are like the top three things you would suggest for them to do financially before taking the plunge? Yeah, I'd sit down and review finances so that you are, you know, both know where you're at in your life financially. And, you know, because that can include, you know, student debt or, or debt from something that's, you know, something you large purchase. Um, so you want to make sure that you're on the same page. I think it's important to, under, to be on the same page about how money is going to be spent and handled and how money is going to be shared and, and looked after. So are you combining finances or are you keeping them separate? If, you know, in either situation, what does that look like exactly so that you doesn't lead to you know anxiety and and resentment Mm, so good thank you so much thank you so much that was such good information absolutely thanks for having me dr rachel needle thank you again we'll talk to you soon looking forward to it have a great day i'm hot and i need money should i start an OnlyFans? listen listen okay so here's the thing i when I tell you how many times my husband and I have said, if our parents were not alive, how wealthy we could be. Yes. I'm not shy. He's not shy. Mm-hmm. We'd be getting on an OnlyFans, doing what we got to do to buy a house. Hello. Instead, I wake up at 5 a.m. and I come here. I hear that, baby. It's like I slowly but surely pay my rent. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I mean? It's an interesting time to be alive, though. And this is, a, I make light of this, but it's a very serious conversation for many. And if we're going to live in, in a world where we're no longer, you know, judging any type of sex work, then this has to be on the table. And this one person wrote, I'm 22, and since I've been in the gay scene for a few years now, I'm aware enough to know that I'm pretty attractive to other guys. People say I look a lot like a young Alex Pettifer from the original Magic Mike. He is very hot, by the way. I get a lot of attention when I go out to the bars, and people are always cruising me and hitting me up on the apps. My question is, should I capitalize on this and start an OnlyFans? I could really use the extra cash, and I've heard from some of my friends you can make a lot. I'm always horny anyway and enjoy flirting, so why not just get paid for it? My only reservation is wondering if it's somehow going to come back to haunt me down the road. Should I bite the bullet and set up an account, or am I going to regret it? Broke gay boy. This is interesting. Okay. Because on one hand, I want to be fully supportive and say, go for it. Like, do what makes you happy. However, OnlyFans hasn't been around a a long time. And the culture constantly is shifting in the world, right? And while this, in these few years, it might be fully acceptable to go do something like this, it is going to live on forever. Like, forever. Forever. And you're 22 years old. God, if I think about when I was 22, 20, oh 20 years ago, I didn't know what I wanted in life. And let's let's just say you fast forward five, 10 years and you're starting a family or you, you have a, a corporate job or you take a different career path and this pops up. Are you going to be okay with that? And is it going to keep you from other opportunities? Well, I think that honestly, the more years and time go by, the more this is being normalized. Sure. As opposed to being something that could be held against him. He's 22 now. Let's say he takes a big corporate job at 28, 29. Six years. Six years ago, we were not 
I don't even think OnlyFans existed six years yeah. ago. Like, we mm-hmm. were not celebrating it the way that we are now. Sure. And I think that here's the real transparency of it all. It is difficult living on your own at any age right now mm-hmm. after the pandemic. Everything is really expensive. The cost of everything has gone up while people are still making what they used to make. Like, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. So if you think that you feel comfortable with this and this is where you you would would be okay and thrive in, I say go for it. I hear that because the idea that... <sighs> I constantly fight. Like I remember my mom telling me if I got a tattoo, I would never have a job in my life, mm-hmm. right? And that's something that I struggled with for many years. And it was a very different world back then. But, God, I sound like I'm so old right now. But also this idea of living for like, well, maybe someday I might regret this 20 years from now. What about today? Like, do you regret it Hello? today? And I used, to, I used to have sex with random guys all the time in my 20s. I didn't get paid for it. I got nothing to show for it. Plus, you're so cute at 22. You might yes. as well share your little body off while you still have it. I My concern, I guess, is the mental well-being of of this young person who's 22 years old. I Because here's the thing. I know the type. The type of young guy who likes to go to the bars and get seen by everybody. Everybody wants to sleep with them. They love that. They live on it. They thrive on it. Got it. I'm never attracted to that guy. Like, personally, I don't like that guy, whoever that guy is. Because if you think you're, like, hot as can be, like, it's not, it doesn't do it for me, right? So I just want to make sure that it takes a strong person to go into this line of work and to not get a huge ego and get lost in it all, is all I'm saying. Because you are giving up a part of yourself. And you have to understand that that is real and that is permanent. It's always going to be there. You know what I mean? Your 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 physical body, your 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 most intimate moments are going to be out there forever. And if you're okay with that long term, go for it. I just worry that not everybody. I wouldn't have been mentally strong enough at 22 to be able to do that. And that's just my only concern. Yeah, but we were 22 at least for me over 12 years ago. It's a different time. 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear that. I would. I don't know that I'd be strong enough for it today either. I don't yeah. know that I could do it. It's not for me. Maybe not. But uh, but again, I don't judge. Yeah, I think so. I, I think at 22, they haven't been jaded like we've been. And I don't think that they'll deal with the same things that we've had to deal with. Yeah. I think go for it. They I live think in a different as, world. It's a totally different world. Mm. And they're living in a coming out of a pandemic. We're getting mask mandates again. Like the world's scary right now. Make your money, honey. She's working nine to five. And then she's going to work a little bit later because... Uh, this woman never stops. Dolly woman Parton back in the news. What do you have for us? All right. I love this so much. Dolly Parton is headed to Miami to host a New Year's Eve celebration with her goddaughter. Um, she's also on TikTok now, honey. But she's talking about who, what rock stars she wants to work with on her upcoming album. Take a listen. A rock and roll freak. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I thought, well, if I'm ever going to do it. Now's the time. So you're doing a rock and roll record? I right? am. It's going to come out next fall. Yeah. And you know what I'm calling it. What is that? Rockstar. Rockstar? Yeah. Are you going to do, have any good duets or cameos on there? Well, actually, I am going to have some cameo people. People uh, are watching I've, our show tonight. Originals. Okay, good. And a couple of originals. So, and we're going to have a lot of uh, great iconic songs like Purple Rain and uh, Can't Get No Satisfaction. And, oh, my God. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. See? Stairway to Heaven and... Free Bird. I even did Free Bird. Oh, my God. I cannot live with it. But I'm going to have a few guest artists. And, okay, good. But uh, anyway. I'm looking forward to that. You come back for that, please, too. All right. Well, uh, I love her. I love her. Oh, my God. 
Well, it's, remember we did the story last year that she was getting inducted into the Rock uh, Hall of Fame in yeah. Ohio, and she was like, I don't deserve this. I'm not a rock star. So now she's actually putting out she's a rock. She's like, fine, I'll do it. Like she feels guilty. She's like, I guess I'll do one. <laughs> well, you know what's so funny? She is a rock star. You know, there's this whole rumor, and apparently it's true, that her arms are covered in rainbow tattoos. Or, I'm sorry, butterfly tattoos. That's mm. why she always wears long sleeves. There's this bit of an edge to Dolly Parton. Oh my God, a bit. She is she's an edge. So sweet. She's such an edge. I love her. But I think like a rock star too. And I love it. I, I think that it's so telling that she's Miley Cyrus's godmother. Yep. Could you imagine? And that she's hosting New Year's Eve with her. Yeah. Because remember last year it was uh, Pete Davidson, wasn't it? Yes. That was with Miley Cyrus. Yes. Replacing Pete Davidson with Dolly Parton. That's a swing. That's a move. That's very different. It's a move. I'm excited. I love it, too. All right, coming up in our next hour, uh, gay New Yorkers share accounts similar similar to robberies that left two dead. We're talking about our community in New York coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Coming up this hour, uh, we actually have one of the victims of an attack on our community uh, from New York City calling in to share their story you know, if you've been paying attention to the news recently, um, things are scary in New York right now for, for queer people and for yeah. trans people, and more so than, than than in times past. And there seem to be some very specific attacks taking place on our community. Uh, so we're going to be talking to a survivor. We're also going to be talking to, later on this hour, a New York City council member uh, who represents the neighborhoods of Hell's Kitchen, Chelsea, and the West Village, which are historically sort of like the safe havens for our community. Um and, and we just want to bring attention to this because it is very real and and we need to do everything we can to come together as a community and keep ourselves safe. Uh, so stick around for a very powerful hour here on The Morning Beat. Also, an update on the scandal over at Good Morning America. Uh, TJ Holmes and Amy Robeck just, uh, just Friday laughing on air and, and sort of joking, making light of the situation. And things have changed very dramatically in a very short period of time, and we have an update for you. Michaela does, and what's popping at the end of this hour. It's all New York this hour on the morning beat. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. There's a lot going on. Lots going on. There's also a lot going on in the news. So you want to get into that for us? You got it, babe. A North Carolina woman who called for a protest at a drag show claimed to know why an allegedly intentional massive blackout in the state happened during the drag show, sparking speculation. Uh, online that she knew power systems were targeted by anti-LGBTQ activists. An investigation found that she is not credible. Since Saturday night, around 45,000 people in Moore County, North Carolina, have been without electricity after what authorities are calling intentional and targeted attacks on power substations. On social media, rumors have swirled that the attack was, the attacks were related to a drag show taking place in Southern Pines, North Carolina, Following the blackout, former U.S. Army Psychological Operations Officer Emily Grace Rainey wrote on Facebook, The power is out in Moore County, and I know why. God works in mysterious ways. I used the opportunity to tell officers about the immoral drag show and the blasphemies screamed by its supporters, she wrote. People are insane. Girl, shut up. Somebody shot up, literally shot up a power facility. And she's saying it's because God's work to stop a drag show? But somebody shot it up. That's insane. I want to. That I wanna, wasna, wasn't God's will. I want to give a, a shout out to my sister and brother-in-law Jerry, who went to their first drag show this weekend in Let's Kentucky. Let's go, Jerry! Had the time of their lives. They were sending me videos did. on WhatsApp the entire time because they're Android users, and you can't send a video okay. to an iPhone okay. user other okay. than on WhatsApp. Hearing this, I'm still upset about that. 
she had if she had face if she had if she had Apple, she would have FaceTime and I could see my sister more often. Yeah. Whatever. They went to a drag show. They were very and we're excited very about proud it. Of them. So, yeah. Listen, drag has always been an art form and it's sort of like an act of rebellion. It's been a political statement forever, but never more than now. I feel like once again, this era of drag queens, they're they're fighting back and I love it. Absolutely. All right. In other news, the Supreme Court is being warned about the potentially dire consequences of a case next week involving a Christian graphic artist who objects to designing wedding websites for same-sex couples. Rule for the designer and the justices will expose not only same-sex couples, but also black people, immigrants, Jews, Muslims, and other discrimination, liberal groups say. Both sides have described for the court what lawyers sometimes call a parade of horribles that could result if the ruling doesn't go their way. The case marks the second time in five years that the Supreme Court has confronted the issue of a business owner who says their religion prevents them from creating works for a gay wedding. This time, most experts expect that the court now dominated six to three by conservatives and particularly sympathetic to religious plaintiffs will side with Lori Smith, the Denver area design designer in the case. This is interesting because I know you and I have had this conversation. We have sort of similar but sort of different views on it. And and you always sort of take the stance that, you know, if a cake designer doesn't want to design for you, you don't want to go to them anyways, which I totally am on board with as well. I guess my bigger fear is that, as you said, like in the story, this can be extended to, I don't know, black people? Yeah. Latina people? Of course. Like literally anybody they feel like discriminating against. And that's when it starts to get really, really scary. Because it's not just our community now. It's, it's, It's anybody who's not cis, white, and Christian. And that's just so weird to me. I hear that. I just also feel like... I, I still feel the same way. I don't think that anybody should be discriminated against, but I think it says a lot more against the person discriminating than it does the person getting discriminated against. And it's not right, but again, I don't want to give business. I don't want my friends giving business to people who don't deserve our money. No, I thousand percent get that. Legally speaking, though, it gets... Because what what could happen with this is, are you going to say to a black mother who wants to send their child to the elementary school in the neighborhood, well... If they're not wanted there, you shouldn't send them there anyways, because that's what this will trickle down to. And that's what happens then. And it gets really, really tricky because then all of a sudden we're segregated again. And I hear so- that. I mean, I think that it's difficult when it comes to education and healthcare. I don't believe that there should be a freedom yeah. there. You have to take care of who you need. That's your civic duty. But yep. people are weird. Mm. All right, let's get into weather. 50, uh, 46 in Philadelphia, 52 in Atlanta, 55 in Denver, 63 in Las Vegas, 56 in San Francisco, and 68 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. Don't be afraid to make yourself a priority. Ah, here's how you could do it. Head over to wearechannelq.com right now and enter for your chance to win a weekend getaway to see Magic Mike live in Vegas. Baby, we've Ooh. got round-trip airfare for two or two nights. Stay at the Sahara Las Vegas. Two premium tickets to Magic Mike Live and a Magic Pass package that includes a meet-and-greet and dinner. Wearechannelq.com. Enter for your chance to win. Let's go, baby. All right, coming up, gay New Yorkers share accounts similar to robberies that left two dead. We have one of the victims joining us coming up in seven minutes. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Uh, if you've been paying attention to the news recently, uh, you'll know that our community uh, appears to be under attack in New York City. And with the recent deaths of Julio Ramirez and John Umberger, uh, both this spring, uh, 125, 133 years old, um, a lot of similarities are starting to pop up. And they were allegedly drugged, uh, attacked, uh, murdered, and their belongings were taken, and also their bank accounts oh were God. emptied. Right. Uh, and because of these stories starting to finally get some national attention and, and the reports finally started to be released and it's getting you know broadcast on the news, others are now coming forward sharing that they had similar experiences. Uh, one of those is a very, very brave uh, young person joining us right now by the name of Tyler Burt. Uh, Tyler Burt said he was robbed of $15,000 worth of belongings and funds after he blacked out Tyler. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, babe. Um, why don't you Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Walk our listeners through uh, your experience a bit and, and explain why and how you decided to come forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really glad that this is getting some, some national attention. It's been almost 11 months since this happened to me. So, you know, it's wow. been uh, you know, a long time of me trying to get some attention brought to this. So, so thank you for, for having me, first of all. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a, a normal night out. You know, I was I was I was with friends, having uh, you know a few drinks, but nothing uh, nothing out of you know the the norm for me. And uh, uh, you know, at some point in the night, it just kind of flipped, and I, I lost all of my memory. I woke up the next day on top of my bed with you know my clothes on, and just no memory of what happened to me. And all my possessions were gone. My bank accounts were drained. And I was really just confused. I was like, well, at what point in my night did this happen? Um, so I think it was just a case of someone, you know, slipping something into my drink. I think they saw me alone at the bar. They saw me as like a target that someone, you know, was, was uh, you know, com- kind of coming after me because they thought I was, I was vulnerable enough to take advantage of. So, mm. you know, Tyler, it's so devastating to hear that. And I'm so grateful. I think we all are that you are one of the survivors. How does it feel knowing that other gay men were killed and you've been able to survive this brutal attack only 11 months ago? Uh, you know, it's, it's given me some pause. I think coming forward was, was scary for me because I didn't want to take away the attention from those who have lost their lives. I think that is super important to be like the main focus of, of this conversation is that, you know, people are dying. Um, I'm very lucky that I did not lose my life, but it was just, you know, one one step away, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's scary to think about that, you know, how close I was to to that reality. Um, and you know, I, I, I feel for the families and friends of those who um, have lost their lives. And I just hope that bringing attention to this can 
you know, find some justice for them and, you know, hopefully prevent this from happening to, you know, to others. Are you still based in New York? Yes. Okay. I so, so I lived there briefly, uh, like 15 years ago, and, I, and my husband and I love to go back and visit. Uh, and of course, we pop into all all the gay bars and all the you know the restaurants and into Hell's Kitchen and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. In your experience, how has the environment changed in recent years, if at all? You know, I mean, I've been in New York for almost nine years, and I think the environment has always been this way. I think it's just becoming more uh, prevalent and. I think it's being it's being talked about more now than it ever has been. Um, I think you know the media is starting to pay a little bit more attention to it. You know, I think this has been happening, but no one's you know, especially what the NYPD I feel like have not taken it seriously enough in the past, and now you know it's getting some more attention. And I think people are now uh, you know they're a little bit more vigilant, or they're a little bit more careful. You know, working with the buddy system when they go out, making sure friends have their location on their phones. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, be, being more careful and and more aware of their surroundings. I think it's definitely happening just because of you know necessity. Um, but you know, like I said, I've been going out in New York for a decade. I, I never used to think about this when I went out. I never used to think that there was danger of me going to a gay bar. And now I definitely have a little bit of that inkling, especially after this experience. Yeah, I feel like we always te- tell women. Yeah, I mean, here in LA, there's things. a prominent bar that we always say, like, women, make sure you cover your drinks, make sure you mm-hmm. do all the things you need to do. We always assume that gay men can handle it themselves. I mean, as far as being a survivor of this brutal attack, and also, by the way, your important is just as important as the two men that lost their lives. So I hope that you know that, like, you're also equally important and your name should be in the news. But is there anything maybe advice that you could give for our New Yorkers and just gay men in general that they could do to maybe make sure this doesn't happen to themselves? You know, I think, I think like, like I said, the most important thing is just to be ultra aware of your surroundings. It's something my mom always said to me, you know, when I was moving to New York, always be aware of your surroundings. And I always like, yeah, mom, I know, but it's so true. And it really, you need to be careful of who you're spending your time with never put your drink down. I used to put like a napkin on my drink and go to the bathroom. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, that's not something you should be doing. You know, definitely don't take drinks from strangers. Don't take drugs from strangers. Go out with friends, make sure people know where you are, have a buddy system, make sure your phone is charged. Um, you know, and, and just, just be ultra aware, you know, you, you, you can't trust people, uh, you know, w- with a drink or anything like that. Even if you think you might, I think the best way to keep yourself safe is to make sure you're, you know, being, in control of what you're putting in your body. Make sure your phone is charged. That's one I think a lot of people don't even think about. Also, there's so many mobile chargers I have when my phone constantly dies. You can get one so easy online, Uh and it works wonders. Um, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us, having this conversation, bringing the awareness that you're bringing, and we're so thankful that you survived this awful attack. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. If you were with us moments ago, uh, you heard the story of the courageous... Uh, Tyler Burt, who was attacked almost 11 months ago in New York City, as we're finally uh, hearing more and more of these stories of, of, of gay men and queer men being attacked and, and sometimes murdered, uh, their bank accounts being drained. It's a real problem that's been going on for longer than many realize. Uh, and, and, and somebody who's fighting the good fight trying to, to do something about this and bring attention is New York City Council member Eric Botcher, who represents the neighborhoods of Hell's Kitchen, Chelsea, the West Village, historically safe havens for our community. Uh, Councilman uh, Botcher, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? 
I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, um, thank you. You and I are the same age, and 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 you are a uh, city council member in New York City representing these districts, right? And and Definitely. that's 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 a, that's a real thing. It's 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 a it's a, it's a big burden. Um, but our community seems to be under attack right now. And as I look at your Instagram account, I see that you're the uncle to Fiona, Lucas, Drake, and Jordy. Um, and I have to imagine when you're thinking about the sort of world you want to see, you know, your, your nieces and nephews grow up and it's, it's, it's not this one. You're right about that. And it's an interesting time because on one hand, we've seen as a community incredible progress, even in the last 15, 20 years that I've been in activism, we've seen really big progress. For example, if you had told me that we'd have 12 Republican senators voting for a marriage equality bill from states like Utah and North Carolina, I wouldn't have believed you. But at the same time, we do certainly seem to be backsliding in a way, just like other communities are too, with what's going on with this unspeakable rhetoric against the Jewish community. People are saying things and, and speaking out in ways against the LGBTQ community that they probably wouldn't have just a few years ago. So it really, really is a reminder of how much more we have to do and how we have to keep fighting. And can, we cannot, for a minute, rest on the progress that we've made. You know, Eric, we talked to one of the survivors, Tyler Burt, who was so lovely, and we said, is this something new? Is this, you know, something that just started happening? His attack was 11 months ago. And he said, no, he doesn't believe so. He thinks it's just finally starting to get the recognition that it deserves when it comes to drugging and killing, if not really harming gay men. Would you agree? The issue of people being drugged and and roofied and robbed at nightlife venues is definitely not a new issue. And what we saw this year um, in my district, though, was two deaths that are being investigated as homicides, which is a terrifying prospect. Uh, Julio Ramirez and John Umberger both found dead, originally um, thought to be overdoses, but later they found um, thousands of dollars missing from their bank accounts, and those are being investigated as homicides. And it is bringing to light what's been happening. So that's why we've been demanding justice in for the deaths of uh, Julio Ramirez and John Lumberger and in other people who've been victimized as well. And we, we will not accept these being swept under the rug. And that's why I've, my office, we've been in very frequent contact with the district attorney and the NYPD who've repeatedly assured us that they have a full, they have full teams of senior investigators investigating these crimes. Mm. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned Julio and John's names because we did lose them, both of them last spring. Julio was a social worker and John, a political consultant. And both of those sort of, I feel like they probably hit close to home for you because this is the sort of work you've been doing for 20 years. I'm curious to know, uh, what is what are the conversations like on the New York City Council? Like, are these conversations being taken seriously? Do you feel like you're being heard um, or are they being brushed under the rug? 
there's so much support for our community here in New York City. It's it's really been heartening, and you know, while as a community we are under attack nationally and even here in New York City, we also are not intimidated. We are not cowed. We are not going to be cowed into staying at home. And we have a great deal of allies with us. And that's so incredibly important. And, And we stand in solidarity with other communities that are being persecuted too. The we stand in solidarity with the Jewish community, and we absolutely have to remember that, yes, John Umberger and Julio Ramirez, um, tragic, trans women of color mm-hmm. have been getting killed for since the beginning in huge, huge numbers, and, and their deaths so often do not even make the paper. And that's a huge tragedy and something that we have to continually elevate. Could not agree more. Well, Eric Botcher, New York City Council member, we appreciate all of the work that you're doing for joining us on the morning show and taking care of a very long overdue, needed to be taken care of issue. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right, coming up, one morning show is getting kicked off air after being celebrated only last week. Find out what's going down and what's popping. Things have changed very quickly over on set at Good Morning America. What's popping, Michaela? Okay, well, a lot is popping. Now, we talked about uh, Good Morning America, their real life morning show, uh, hit. Every uh, front of the news, I can imagine, with TJ and Amy coming out talking about uh, they've been hooking up since August after a video came out. Um, and everyone thought it was funny because the timelines matched up. Not funny, but people were like, okay, well, they're both divorced. This would make sense. They have really well, great separated. chemistry. Well, separated. Neither of them are divorced, but, separated. but they're heading towards divorce for but, sure. But, you know, that's what couples do. They separate. Sure. They could start dating. It's not a big deal. Well, hmm. as of this morning... Plot thickens. TJ and Amy have been taken off air on Good Morning America after a relationship goes public because uh, the honchos over at ABC News said, uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, there's an internal and external distraction with them being together. This is coming from the president of ABC. Uh, Kim also said the decision wasn't easy and not a violation of company policy, adding, and so I want to say that while that... Relationship is not a violation of company policy. I have really taken the last few days to think about and work through what I think is best for the organization. She continued, this is something I'm not going to talk. We're not going to talk about on this call until there is more to be said. I'm asking that we stop the whispering in the hallways. You know, we can't operate with gossip and speculation and rumors. We need to stay focused on the work. She's also said, if you think there is something that management needs to know, you can always call HR or talk to a manager that you trust. So she's not really letting anybody talk about it. But you said there were rumors that came out that TJ was actually sleeping with the producer for a couple years. Well, that story just broke this week in Page Six or TMZ. One of them broke it. And he yeah, was having an affair with the producer for like years. So I think that's what changed. I yeah. think that they were like, OK, well, this one thing, if the timelines are clean, it's fine. And now we're finding out this has been maybe a pattern for him. Uh, that's problematic. 
Also, uh, sources are saying that Robin Roberts and George Stephanopoulos were both have known this has been going on for a while and tried to tell the two to shut it down and were furious because the whole thing is they'd sort of avoided like the, the morning show drama, right? That that we saw on the actual morning show on, a, on Apple TV Plus. Totally. And that was because of Matt Lauer and the situation over at NBC with the Today Show. And so Robin Roberts and George Stephanopoulos were very proud of the fact that they had not been a part of that, right? And that Good Morning America seemed sort of above it. And now they're very much dragged down into the muck. And it's just a, yeah, messy, it's a mess. messy situation. It's a mess. Well, we'll continue keeping you updated. Uh, they may not have jobs, but they have each other. So that is the important thing here. I don't think they'll fire them. I think what's happening is they're just like, they're demoting them for now to a point where they're probably so over it that they quit. Yeah. Because it, no, I could see. I'm not you know saying I mean? they're fired either. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't know how you come back from this with Good Morning America. Um, what's his name never did, did he? The guy that was like uh, Matt Lauer? That, yeah, so I just said that. Today Show, that's what I was talking about. No, but I'm saying Matt Lauer oh, no. never like had a comeback from this. No, it's been so five years. So whether TJ and Amy get fired or they quit, I don't know if you can... There's, there, theirs is different in that it was consenting. At least with the producers, as far as we know so far, that was a consenting relationship yeah. where he was a more of a predator. So... I don't know. We'll Similarities, see. but we'll see how it plays out. We will see. All right, coming up, how much time is the perfect time for the holiday season? We'll discuss in the next hour. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. I love this song. Okay, so you know I actually do believe in Santa Claus. I know. AJ, you, you drag me about this. I don't care. Um, I think he's real. At least in spirit, but maybe also in real life. I don't know. Um, But that's neither here nor there. That's a debate for a different day. This debate is the length of Christmas, like the holiday season, or whatever holiday season it is you celebrate, right? Is it too long? Does it fly by? What are your thoughts? Okay, I get dragged for putting my Christmas decorations up mid-November. But I do it because, in my opinion, it flies by. Bye. You finally get all your decorations up the day after Thanksgiving. And then, if you're still following protocol, you take them down January 2nd. So, for me to enjoy, I put it up mid November. I've been enjoying it. And then I'll probably take it down January 5th. Well, it turns out that according to a survey of 2,000 U.S. adults that was done recently, you're not alone. 54% of Americans wish the holiday season lasted a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I feel like I I don't know I don't know what the solution is because I'm a firm believer that the tree doesn't go up until after Thanksgiving just because I love Thanksgiving so much, right? And we had you over for Friendsgiving and we like to do like the Thanksgiving fall decorations. Right. So those have to still be out so you can't have a tree up and those it's weird for me, right? But then I find myself, it takes me a week or two to really get into, like, the Christmas spirit. Right. And by that point, like, my tree is up. It's not even decorated. I don't have a single ornament on my tree yet. Yeah. I still have two boxes of ornaments that have been sitting next to it since the weekend after Thanksgiving. Right. So, for me, I tend to be a little bit of a late bloomer. So, mid-December, I usually decorate my tree sometimes if I wait. But then I have my tree up till like, the end of January. Right. So, I guess... I am of the mindset that maybe the holiday season could be a little bit longer, but I guess my fear would be, do you think that if the holiday season were like a week or two longer, that it would be less special? 
Do you feel like we'd get a little bit burnt out? No, I don't think so. I think people love the holidays. I feel like one, I, because I feel like people are also very different during the holidays. Mm. For the most part, you're feeling more jolly, more in the spirit. You're feeling more kind uh, for people that are grumpier. Uh, there's people that are really nice to them because they're like, get into the spirit. Well, the spirit, it's interesting. The same poll, which by the way, was conducted by one poll. The same poll said 74% of adults in the United States said that prepping for the holiday season put them in a good mood. Yeah. So maybe the trick is to start September, October, start ramping up and getting yourself ready for it mentally. So you actually create an earlier holiday season. Well, I think that holiday season starts at Halloween. Like October 1st, you put your um, Halloween decorations up. And then you take them down, and then it's time for Thanksgiving. So November first, that's you interesting. Because to me, Halloween is a kid's holiday, and then Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's are the adult ones. Really? That's kind of how I view it. Yeah. I think decorating for uh, Halloween is super fun. Yeah, I've never done it because it puts you in the spirit. Of in death my opinion, and, and scary stuff. Yes. I like listening or I like watching uh, horror films during yeah. that time of year, but I've never go, I've never bought a single Halloween decoration in my life. But I know that the moment if I do have kids someday, the moment I have a kid, I'm putting up Halloween decorations. A million percent. I get that. I guess that what people are saying, according to them, reading through the results of the survey, and so many people said that they just run out of time, and that's really real. Okay, like holiday right. parties, friend get-togethers, family get-togethers, travel, all sorts of things start to happen, and you're like. Why am I getting invited to so many things right now? I don't have time to do everything and get my shopping done and just also just enjoy. Well, and if you are any type of person that works holidays, like for me, I get a lot of singing gigs during the holidays. Mm. For people, um, hosts, they may host the holidays. For people that are in- I used to host tree lightings for malls and things like be, that. Yep. If you're in production, you're working these events. Like if you, there's so many reasons that like for me, it used to just be like, for time's sake, I would start decorating um, mid-November so that when I flew in back home, I would have moments in my house with the Christmas decorations. I love so it. So it just depends. I love a good hol- holiday tradition. Yeah. What is the holiday tradition that you have? Um, some of these some of these people who responded to these polls, one family said that uh, their family eats pizza every year on Christmas Eve. That's like their ho- holiday tradition. Is there something that you'd love to do every single year that makes you feel like, yep, this is this is, this is Christmas? Mm. You know, it's different with my grandma having passed. We had the best mm. traditions. All my family would go over to my grandma's house. Everyone cooked a humongous Italian dinner. And we would do Christmas Eve at my grandma's house. Everyone would open presents. And then the next day, we'd have a big Christmas Day dinner with not leftovers, more Italian food. Got it. And all the kids would show off their stuff. And I just used to love that. It was so fun. So I just try to make the holidays mostly about friends and family. Family, chosen Cozy, family. Yeah. yeah. I gave you a candle last week that was a four it's burnt out. It was a four wick candle, y'all. It's supposed to burn for a gajillion hours and it's all it's done. No, it's almost done. What's well, a soy candle? And Lisa said that soy candles mm. are more expensive candles. Mm. And well they're higher quality, so they yeah. burn faster because they're uh. nicer. But I've had it lit. It smells so good. I go home, I light it until I go home at until I go to sleep at eight PM. It's gone. It's gone now. I might do it's pizza on Christmas Eve this year though. Pizza sounds so good. Pizza pizza, sounds, you can do pizza anytime. Pizza always sounds good. Yes. Tell me something good. Oh, this story is wild. I saw it over the weekend and I thought we had to share it on Tell Me Something Good. It's it 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 it's both super happy and a little bit sad at the same time. And I want to tell you about a woman named Jean Gustafson. She's 69 years old. And back in the day, decades ago. Uh, she went to Loyola University in Chicago. 
and she found the perfect mate. However, he wasn't white. And at that time, specifically, her mother would not allow her to be with a black man. She was white, or she is white. So her mom was livid, and it forced her to break up with him. So she did, right? Things have changed. Fast forward all these years later, and take a listen to what happened. Did all those feelings come rushing back? Yes, for both of us. And so, with her mother no longer in the way, Jean made arrangements to move Steve from the nursing home to her home in Portland, Oregon. Sleeping. I feel terribly lucky that I get a second chance. Steve? Steve's health issues have left him bedridden, but his mind is sharp and his heart young. Oh my gosh, 43 oh years later, God. the two reconnect. Now he's had like, a, I think two strokes. They, they're both divorcees, but they've never had kids, either of them. She moved him out of the nursing home, assisted living, into her home when they're back together. 43 years later. Sweet angel. That's almost the length of my life. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's so sweet. I hope they I hope they have so many years together, like health and happiness. Absolutely. Okay, this story is amazing. Childhood best friends who lost touch reunited 60 years later oh, in she, a senior care home. Listen to her outdoing me right now. No! 60 years? I thought 60. 43 was a lot. Listen, the two childhood best friends were joined to the hip as kids, and they were reunited a century later when they least expected it. Uh, they grew up in London, but Irene got married and moved away with her husband, who was in the Navy, and got shipped around to places like Singapore. Wow. She wanted to retire, retire closer to her family, so she moved back and had been living... Uh, for three years, very close to Jenna, her best friend, without knowing it. Now, 80 years later, the pair ran into each other at an event organized at the Beald Senior Home. And Irene said her heart skipped a beat when she saw her long-lost pal. We knew immediately who each other were. 80 oh my God, years later? Wow. 60 years later. 60. Oh, they're ill. But that's still a lot. That's a lot they're of They're 80 years old. They were friends growing up. Best, best friends. They moved away when they were 20. That is so cute. Sweet, Tony. Let's let's take a long break and see how we. All right, see you in sixty. We're gonna we're gonna play the long game here, Vanessa. Live that long. We're gonna we're (laughs) gonna take thirty. Let's take like twenty thirty years off, and then we'll reunite (laughs) and see if we still have this incredible chemistry. You got it, babe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, well that's the end of our show. As always, (laughs) thank you for listening to us and playing with us. We're getting closer to the holidays. I'm so excited. Make sure you tune in tonight to Making Friends as an Adult with Dr. Chris Donahue on Loveline. Uh, And then we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 